five in the eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Hello, and a very warm welcome to Five in the Eye. It's me, Michael O'Hajuru. We're introducing Friday's weekly news review show right here on Coastal Radio, and you're listening to episode 0405. And joining Michael by Zoom this week is Phil Woodford, revealing that we have a very special guest on the show. Uh, normally he joins us from Potsdam, but on this occasion he's visiting England, and we couldn't resist the opportunity to get his take on the week's news. It's our Bureau Chief in Germany, Burkhard Acton. Hi there, Burkhard. Hello, Phil. Hello, Michael. It's great to be here in your beautiful country, but it's even greater to take part in 5 in the eye. Um, so what's our top story to, going to be this week? I'm going to answer myself. Uh, well, it's the expansion of the NATO alliance to include Finland, putting real pressure on Russian President Vladimir Putin as the war in Ukraine drags on. Five in the eye. And for our second story, we look at the we look across the Atlantic where Donald J. Trump becomes the first former president to be formally charged with felony crimes. And what's story number three? Well, NASA has announced that it's sending the first woman and first black astronauts on their next moon trip. Has the, uh, has the space institution gone woke? <laughs> For our fourth story this week, we discuss Elon Musk's decision to replace the Twitter logo with a mysterious Dogecoin meme. Very mysterious. And finally, to conclude today's show, the supermarket chain Iceland has launched a new delicacy, lasagna-filled Yorkshire pudding. Delicious with a generous helping of ketchup. And that's this week's Five in the Eye. Five in the Eye. Well, we're going to kick off this week with quite a big story on the international stage. It perhaps didn't, in my view, get the coverage that you might have expected it was Finland uh, being brought into NATO, the military alliance founded after the Second World War. And when NATO was set up originally, it was it was 12 members. It's now 31 members. And um, the significance of this is obviously that Finland has a very uh, long land border with directly with Russia, about seven or 800 miles. Um, and so this is a uh, as far as the Kremlin would be concerned, another encroachment of NATO right up towards their border. And this was the very thing that Vladimir Putin ostensibly was uh, waging the war in Ukraine to, to to stop the idea of the the NATO incursion eastwards, which you know, to many people's minds, is simply a reflection of the fact that, well, uh, many nations in Eastern Europe feels safer within NATO. Many people made the point, well, Ukraine probably wouldn't have been invaded had it been a member of NATO. And so it's understandable what Finland's doing. Sweden wants to join as well. That That's still kind of pending. Uh, you need the approval of all the existing NATO members. And Turkey has proved a little bit uh, difficult over this, but they did finally agree to Finland joining, uh, maybe Sweden too. Burkhardt, what did you make of this move and how's it been received in, in Germany? Well, uh, the, for me, the first question was when he started the war, what does he want? And my understanding is it's it's more the imperialistic dream. I have areas of my influence. Uh, we define, we, the world powers, whoever that may be, uh, uh, define areas of influence. And these are sort of, so to speak, our countries. It's like the East Bloc, uh, which have had... Um, 
Poland, Czech Republic, and so forth as as sort of sort of um, satellite states, and uh, he's still dreaming of that. And uh, as you rightly said, uh, all these Eastern European countries didn't join, didn't want to join, and didn't join Martin NATO because they found it so attractive. They were scared like hell uh, 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 for, uh, about the Russians, and what he now got uh, instead of his dream of uh, he can define his areas of influence. He got an additional, uh, how do you say, 600 miles, a thousand kilometers for me, uh, of of uh, additional border to, with a direct border with NATO. Um, I read I read an interesting article from uh, just uh, from a Russian uh, exile journalist this week. He was claiming that Putin's dream is a second Yalta. Um, for those who are uh, younger, they may uh, in Yalta uh, during World War Two, the uh, Churchill, Roosevelt and uh, Stalin were meeting to divide up the Western world, uh, to divide up Europe, sorry. And he's dreaming of a second Yalta conference, including the US, China, and him, Russia, to divide the world amongst themselves. I, I think we, we are, we, we've gone over it. We have the uh, United Nations. We have uh, the acceptance that each state has the right to decide its own fate, uh, and not uh, some states have to have, to have the right to decide uh, the other, uh, other states' uh, fate. So I think Putin's dream is in shambles, and he got what he's uh, what, what what he sought. I think. You know, Booker, I think you're right. Putin sees NATO as a real threat, whereas NATO just saw as them protecting themselves against Russia, and we see not quite an on pass in terms of almost you know you expanded. I've got to defend myself, and, and that's his excuse to kind of go on the offensive. But I think in some ways, and it could have been handled better, that NATO-Russia alliance or, or relationship in terms of who won the Cold War. You know, clearly America, sub subtitle, NATO won the, 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 the Cold War. And Putin has never really, you know, really got over it. And we're suffering the consequence of that today. So I was a bit... I still am a bit un un nervous about Finland joining with NATO because it puts more pressure on Putin. But but uh, to Bukhar's point, you know, Putin brought this on himself. He brought, you know, the, the, if he, had, he hadn't gone into Ukraine, it, 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 NATO would not have expanded. So he's, he's gotten what he what, what, what he brought literally on himself. The challenge is, where do we go from here? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, the, 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 pro the problem is the end game here. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's 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 not obvious, is it? Apart, I mean, I cannot see at the moment any um, good resolution to this terrible conflict that's going on. I mean, I, both sides are locked into it. The Ukrainians, for obvious reasons, because um, they're fighting for their very survival and it's their territory, and who can blame them for um, for for saying they they want it back? But Putin is terribly trapped into this war as well because he's taken this reckless gamble and he's bet everything on it and he's thrown everything at it um in terms of money and personnel and equipment and and, and so on and he cannot afford to lose face i mean exactly, exactly phil because booker made a, made a well, discussed an interesting point from a point with me before we came online about the second yalta Mm -hmm. Will you tell us a bit more about the book, the alliance between China, 
Russia and America. Yeah, he thinks, uh, well, he wants to be recognized as one of the three leading world powers. I remember Obama saying Russia is just a middle power, yeah, a middle European ranking, middle power, something, power, something yeah. like that, uh, which certainly hurt his pride. But apart from his pride, I think uh, he really uh, thinks that Russia should have a, a uh, now, now I take a very old-fashioned word, cordon sanitaire, so he should have a round of states surrounding him, protecting the Russia, Russian motherland. Um, but uh, the problem is they are all independent states. Uh, mm -hmm. they, uh, so I, I also don't know what the outcome is. I think the only only way the Ru Russia will withdraw is if they are losing the war, unfortunately. I don't see it yet happening. And but if they're losing the war, Putin is at least out of office, if not that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I I, I tend to agree, and you, but you do worry, obviously, about um, a character like Putin being kind of backed into a corner because, mm. uh, because you know, if it becomes obvious that they're losing on the battlefield at the moment, there's there's this kind of on pass. If it becomes obvious they're losing, does he then resort to uh, weapons that haven't been used up until now and, and, and claim that he's fighting for the very existence of Russia? That's a real worry. But we have no choice, do we? We have no choice. This plays out in real time. What, what else is Ukraine to do? What else is NATO to do? Five in the eye. Story number two is Donald Trump. And in fact, he's being indicted on the felony charges. He's in New, he's in court in New York now, potentially going to prison. And it's not the only the only um, court court case he's going to be involved in. There's the, the uh, there's the uh, Washington where he incited a riot. There's going to be a court case there. Georgia where famously made that call about work. You've got to get me just twelve thousand votes. You know, these are all real actionable felony charges that are going to take him to court. And it's going to happen over the next maybe the next couple of months. The sad thing for me is the first one is in some ways the most weakest. And the this this Stormy Daniels, this um porn star he's supposed to bought off. But having said that, there's 34 offenses in this charge. 34 offenses. And there's there's other there's other um people he bought off. He tried to buy off as he was running for president. So my problem with this is Donald, Donald Trump is irrelevant, Phil. He's irrelevant. Why is he relevant? He's got that core base, that core base of Republicans, uh, about 25% of Republicans who are with him. The 75% of the Republicans have had enough of him. They're like us. And then you've got the, Dem no, the Democrats are voting for him. So if you look... He's standing to be president in 2024. Who is he going to win over? There's about 10% of American voters are swing voters. He's not bringing anybody over because he's still he's still playing the old victim. You know, them, the Democrats, the rest of the world is against us. I've got to get, you've got to give me the power to fix it, to put it right. It's an old story. We've had enough. So look, 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 Phil, I've had enough of Trump now. <laughs> I've had enough. You know, because he's irrelevant. He's not going to be not going to become the next president. He's just become more just noise, media noise headlines. I, mean, I, I, I take your point, Michael. I mean, I, I think you know, in order for him to to win another presidential election, he's basically got to bring out all the people that voted for him the last time, and it seems very, very unlikely that he would be be able to do that. I, I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility, however, of him becoming the Republican nominee again. I mean, the Republican Party is in an atrocious state. 
and um, you know if 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 um, if Trump can rally his base within uh, the party itself, I, mean, I don't think it's impossible he could become the nominee. But to win a presidential election, I think is very very hard. Having said that, Michael, you're desperate to come back in again, but you think it's not going to win? The figures are not there. They're not there. Listen, 50-50, America, you know, Democrat or Republican. Okay, it's probably 45-45. You know, there's a mm. 10%. You've got to, a 10%, you've got to swing, you've got to convince. Yeah. When I mean, but, but, you know, obviously, know, obviously, there is a... 45% of his base doesn't want it. No. There, there is a, there is, we, we do know, however, Michael, there is a, there is a Republican strategy of voter suppression. There is a Republican strategy also of, um, you know, states taking on powers to effectively annul results that would go against uh, their candidates in 2024. And this is why American democracy is in a really, really perilous state. Buckhart, what's your your take on this? Are you as sanguine as Michael on this question of Trump? Is he is he finished? Uh, uh, well, looking at, at, at point one we discussed and looking at Trump then, uh, well, it it, it look, looks like like a little old man in courts. Unfortunately, he still has the press who make headlines, who sell their news, who sell clicks. Uh, I wish we could re- get rid of him because we, we've got so many more important things to do. Unfortunately, Phil, I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm joining you in. They they may try uh, to 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 cheat cheat on 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 the votes certain states but on the other hand side if you look at florida ron DeSantis, i think he's called the governor he would be as as, as much a cheater as, as 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 trump but he would cheat for himself um so i would i would join michael trump is knowing not going ever going to be back in office again but unfortunately he could destroy lots of democracy no exactly that that is what's on trial democracy i think that that's important that we do in like that we do handcuff and we do put them in i think it's important for american democracy but look phil look look back on what's happening today is you've got kids marching against gun laws you know, kids getting you know, doing it, you know, saying because their their parents not doing it for them, they're angry about these uh, these um gun laws and want to make a difference. You've got Wisconsin, the swing state in America, just elected a um a Democratic judge, Supreme Judge, so they're gonna they're gonna um gonna allow uh, abortion. These are the issues: abortion, yeah. gun rights. This is what people want Chica- to talk about. Chicago, Chicago elected this week uh, a progressive Democratic mayor as well. So you know there are there are a lot of there are a lot of positive signs. I mean, that's com- news. That's the real news. For not yeah, this yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I mean, but come, come, coming, look in the press, look on TV. Who are who is the news? It's Trump again, unfortunately. The press should be ashamed of themselves. Yes, we should report it, but not fr- not front and center. Just outrageous. Well, one of the most extraordinary things about this, uh, Buckhart, is that that um, Trump could still run for office um, with this whole uh, thing going on. You know, the court case might not actually come uh, come to fruition until the yeah. very end of this year, the beginning of next year, by which time we're into the primary season. And my understanding is um, of, of, of the US legal system is that even if he were convicted of these felonies it wouldn't actually stop his political run do you find that incredible i mean what what would what would the german take be on that do you think your last point your last point i i, I would find it incredible uh, the, the rest is up until he's proven guilty he's innocent i i think 
this is what a democracy, this is what a what a state with an independent uh, juridical system is about. But if he's even convicted and he could still run for presidency, I wouldn't understand it. It looks more like a third world country, like like Bolsonaro in Brazil. Um, so he's pardoning himself, for example. <laughs> See, how, how do you do, do you know, ultimately, the, 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 some of the Republicans I heard this week were, record, were saying America has been a third, rate, a third world country because they're taking their president to court. Hang on a sec. The French have done it. The Koreans have done it. You know, yeah, you could argue. You could argue it's the sign of it's a sign of a healthy democracy, isn't it? I mean, it is, the, yes, the French, yes. the French have a history of of former leading politicians being taken to court for corruption, left, right, and centre. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely appropriate that politicians are held to the same account that uh, everyone else is, and that, that's they're, they're not different from any normal uh, citizen. For me, Phil, back in the day in Britain, we had this sense of decency, fair chap government. And he would have resigned, stood down until this was sorted. That yeah. sense of, you know, in America, you know, I'm going to tough this out. And it's just no sense of shame, no sense of shame the at thing, all. The thing by the side, why didn't Johnson then resign? Uh, yeah. But that's that's a different story. I don't know. Exactly. Decency, decency amongst politicians in the Western world. No shame. That, that seems to be a thing of the past, unfortunately. Um, we need to carry on. <laughs> Five in the eye. Story number three this week takes us up into space because NASA are planning another moon mission after a, a 50-year lacuna in, uh, in in the in the flights to the to the moon. And um, th- this is particularly interesting from a kind of uh, social his- social history perspective because. Uh, Christina Koch is going to be the first woman astronaut ever assigned to a lunar mission. Victor Glover will be the first uh, black astronaut on a moon mission. And they were giving a press conference the other day. They're all super enthusiastic and they see it as a step towards Mars and so on. Um, Now, I guess we might all have slightly different opinions as to the value of all these space expeditions at a time when there are so many problems on earth but michael what did you make of the fact that this is a kind of more diverse crew than could have possibly been imagined at the time of the earlier lunar expeditions um uh, positive thing because nasa is not an organization historically known for its progressive politics should we say no no because most of the astronauts look like clones of each other <laughs> you know the six foot two blonde all American characters, and and they didn't reflect American society. So this is, a, I think, it's a fantastic step. We're actually showing, you know, a, a, a crew that actually reflects society. My only problem, not a, it's not a problem, it comes back to you what you touched on there, Phil. About is this the right time to be doing this? You know, are there more pressing issues? But you know. Well, <laughs> The more I think about that, Phil, I think, you know, you know, you've heard me say this many times, without vision, the people perish. We need a big vision. And maybe this would go back to that Kennedy, that big vision of Kennedy. We'll put a man on the moon in the, in, in, within the next uh, four, four, two, four years. He had a vision. And, and, that, and that, that kind of inspired the nation. My problem here, there's no visionary stuff going on here. It seems all matter of fact. And as you indicated, it is a bit woke. But doing the right, just doing the right thing at the right time. It was a, 
little but sense of that. Is, I would isn't say. that exactly the right thing to do? You take people on board because of their abilities, not oh, because yeah. of their sex. The or concept of their character, not the color of their skin. normal. Yeah. And if NASA handles that as, as, as normal, perfect. Well, when you say perfect, but for me, it's all about timing, you know. I, I guess right now, it just looks like they seem to be doing the right thing. But having said that, there's a tsunami of news about Trump and his life. It's just get, it's got lost in that. And I guess who's listening? Who, who, who's, who is NASA talking to? Who is their community? One thing that struck me as really odd from a just a kind of uh, uh, curiosity value, you know, Star Trek. Uh, which in the 60s envisaged a kind of humanity that was brought together and uh, the federation of planets and all of this this stuff. Of course, you know, that was groundbreaking television at the time because of characters like Nichelle Nichols, uh, Nichols, the actress who played uh, Lieutenant Uhura, uh, and um, so, uh, and uh, you know, she was a black woman in a high-profile role. Martin Luther King himself encouraged her to stay in that role because of the visibility it it, it gave to to black people in in American society. But it's taken fifty years for the actual space, uh, the real world space organization, to catch up with. The fictional world of Star Trek. It seems a little bit ironic, Michael. That, 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 that is a really excellent point. That yes, in terms of, because NASA is for many young people a kind of a visionary thing, a, a kind of an aspirational thing. And when you when you link it to Star Trek, because NASA does do a lot of surfing on the on the on the um, on the Star Trek story, and to see it made manifest there, I think I think I think, I think that's an excellent point, Phil. But, but I would just argue though about where we are now in terms of time, in terms of as 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 uh, as a world, in terms of our priorities. But at the same time, this is what I'm torn, Phil, because I like the vision idea. You know, the moon one week, next week Mars. That kind of you know, and then finally the stars. The whole thing I think is fantastic. But at the same time, there are bigger issues here and now. You know that we've got with 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 with, with, with climate change. That we need to perhaps we need to be addressing that more more directly. So I'm I sound like an old curmudgeon now, don't I? <laughs> but I'm torn between no no more than usual, Michael. No more than usual. Oh, thank thank you for that. Thank you for that. Five in the eye. Moving on to story number four this week, and I see I got that right there, Phil. Three to four. I can't, I can't count. It's an extraordinary story. Elon Musk again. He's he's in the same box as Trump, creating all these headlines, which are just. What's going on there? This week's headline from Elon Musk is Dogecoin, a, a coin which he's in court for as a potential class action, 258 billion pounds, a class action against him for hyping Dogecoin. Now, someone suggested him in a tweet, why don't you make the new Twitter coin, the Twitter logo, the Dogecoin? Guess what? Dogecoin then goes up 30%. Again, is this hype? He's, he's made the, 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 the uh, Twitter logo logo the dogecoin phil this is just one of the nonsense that he's, he's turned twitter into you know where you, where you can buy um the blue ticks it was just the whole what he's done to twitter is just outrageous and this is just part of the same story yeah well i mean i i, I think you know it, it's clearly the stuff of fiction this kind of idea of a, a multi-billionaire um 
getting a getting hold of a plaything and doing with it what he likes and so on. But uh, unfortunately, fiction and fact are, are blurred quite considerably now. And uh, Elon Musk is living out in real time this 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 kind of fantasy of of being able to 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 kind of play with us all and um, even to the extent of changing the logo as tweets load uh, into this Dogecoin meme uh, image. Buckhart, what do, you, what, what do you make of this? I mean, uh, is Twitter going to survive Elon Musk um, or is he actually sending it on a spiral, do you think, into decline? I, I, I'm thinking that there is a, has, has been one really important thing about Twitter this week. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking uh, with his Dogecoin, he's trying trying to take our, our attention away from it because the most important thing for me was he published the Twitter algorithm or some of that. And he he now shows how Twitter rates content. And to take an example, I looked it up. It's There's a category in there which is called Ukraine crisis topic. So you could program this algorithm that it ignores everything which is important about Ukraine, for example. So he's trying to manipulate uh, public public uh, uh, information and thus public feelings about um, the Ukraine. I think this is even the mo- ma- 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 way more important uh, uh, point. And Dogecoin is 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 okay, but uh, again, I think it's it's one of his his, his tricks uh, trying to take away uh, our 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 inter- uh, attention. On on the other hand side, my uh, I, I personally stopped using Twitter because I felt it makes me angry. I'm 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 in in my in my in my in my third well I'm 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 following the people I like and if they're negative I become negative so I stop following that and I think it doesn't have a future. I think our our relationship should be based on positivity and not on mm. I find everybody else's fault uh, and I pointed out twenty five times on Twitter. Uh, so so if if say my, Michael publishes a, a, a short comment and then he gets a, a shitstorm. Uh, that's all you, you usually get. You don't get a lot of positive comments. My personal feeling. So I think. I mean, I, I've to, I, I, to, I told you, Burkhart, not to follow Michael. You know, I mean, a big, <laughs> big mistake on big mistake on Twitter. Yeah, I stopped it. I mean, I found Twitter has really changed since Musk has taken over. It's gone a bit, gone a bit more angrier, and a, a, a bit more negative, more negative, and it's not as fun as it used to be. At the same time, politicians are still posting and they're and, and they're, they're making points or trying to make points. But in terms of uh, the, the 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 whimsical, light-hearted side of of Twitter, it's gone now. It's more, it's almost it's quite vicious and angry uh, to the point where. Are you on Matadon? Have you tried Matadon, Phil? Have you, are you I, I couldn't. I couldn't get the thing to let me sign up. To be yeah. honest, and I mean, it, it was a thing when 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 um, when. when um, to, uh, Musk took over Twitter. It seems to be a big thing that people were going over to this Mastodon um, site, but um, I, I think that was a bit of a that was a bit of a very uh, temporary storm in a teacup. I'm not sure that it's really that uh, successful uh, as an alternative to Twitter. All the traction and all the big personalities are still tied up with Twitter, and until that changes, uh, I'm not really sure that people will be deserting in huge numbers. Five in the eye. Finally. On Five in the Eye this week, we have um, a culinary delight to bring to your attention because the supermarket Iceland has um, created, and this is, honestly, this is not 
an April, a belated April Fools, because the, this news broke some some time after April the first. Iceland have created um, a lasagna-filled Yorkshire pudding. Um, it, so it's the the usual delicious um, pastry you'd expect with, um, with 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 the Yorkshire pudding, but filled with the um, classic Italian dish: the minced beef ragu, the diced smoked bacon, cooked egg pasta. Um, fascinating kind of um, link up here between uh, a, a British tradition, Michael, and an Italian classic. What do you What do you think? We we will you be queuing up at Iceland to get hold I of thought, one of these? I thought this was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, because it's new food, fusion food. That got me thinking. From you could use Yorkshire pudding as a basis for so many other things. You could put a curry in there and put a naan bread on top. Bring it on. What about putting cottage pie in there, a bit of mincemeat and some some um, potato on top? This is a whole new genre based on the Yorkshire pudding. No, Phil, this is, I think, you know, 10 out of 10 for uh, to, to, to Iceland for being so creative, so creative and so reasonably priced. Have Yorkshire puddings made their way out to Germany, Burkhardt, a classic British dish that we we used to associate before the the days of being filled with lasagna, we used to associate Yorkshire pudding with a roast dinner. Um, I have to admit, I had to look up the recipe. So you you sense no idea what it was. Uh, So it it looked uh, like something, well, I found a recipe in Germany which says it's a starter, but looking at the contents, it looks more like a calories bomb. Uh, <laughs> let's say one one helping is enough uh, for a week or so. Um, I, I find it interesting because uh, you you now would add more calories to it. Minced meat, you would add certainly if you, if you do a real uh, lasagna, you would add pasta, you would add bechamel sauce. The, on the other hand side, I'm curious. I would like to taste it and Thank then you. and then judge. So <laughs> let, let's be as open. <laughs> I know the British have some some interesting uh, food. Uh, this, this this could be one of them. Well, I, I know so Michael, Michael took you down the supermarket yesterday. I know, Brockhart. He didn't take you to Iceland. You weren't looking around for this particular delicacy, Michael, uh, to serve to uh, serve up. No, 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 this is we're talking about. We haven't tried yet. I'm going to definitely try it before before, before next week's five me out because this is fusion food. But this is what we you know, we live in a modern age now where we look for integrating different cultures. And let's let's look more for, for some fresh ingredients. This different flavors. So bring on fusion food. I'm loving it. I'm, calories. No, no, I'll tell you in detail. You 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 eat the whole five thousand calories a healthy. We can share it. I'll give you half, and I'll eat the other. That still makes it two thousand five hundred. Oh. I need. Two thousand a day. Oh, <laughs> you're too health conscious. Too health conscious. Okay, just get, just get stuck in. Let's try it and then let uh, we I, judge. You can have it with chips. You can have it with chips. Cartoffel salad. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Five in the eye. Well, that's five great news stories sandwiched between layers of tomato and bechamel and served up inside of Yorkshire. We hope you've enjoyed episode 0405 and will join us next week for 0406. <laughs> Thanks so much, Buckard, for joining for joining us on the show this, this week and giving us your considered opinions. Thanks to both of you for having me. For now, this is Phil Woodford signing off and saying goodbye. And this is Bukadakton wishing you well for the week ahead. 
which only leaves me, Michael O'Hitcher, is saying, as always, if you have been, thanks for listening. Do join us again next time. We'll be asking the question that that puzzles experts for generations. It's news, but is it new? Goodbye. Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?